The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or its employees. Welcome to Real Estate Toronto, the radio show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area with Aura Ross from the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Now, on with the show. Excuse me for showing up unannounced. Another snowy Sunday. We love the snow. But you can't see anything. <laughs> it's just white. You go well, to sell a house and it's all white. Can I tell you, it's so much prettier out there today than it was about three weeks ago. Where it's just gray? Gray and the grass is brown. I mean, at least with a nice, beautiful bed of white glittering snow, everything looks fresh and new. And this year, I shouldn't, you know, it's funny because we're not seeing nearly as much snow this year as we were last year. You remember this time last year? Well, there was the foot of snow and then under that was a half a foot of ice and... And then everything else. So, um, and it reflects directly in our sales. We've just got the January numbers in for this year, and sales were up just about six percent over January of last year. And I would say, really, that that like last January it was tough to just get anywhere. Yeah. Imagine, if you will, grass under all of this ice, and that it will come up green again in a few months. I think I was still chipping off my driveway in June. I don't remember, but... Uh, yeah, well, that's it. I think a lot of us just could barely leave our home still in January. Yeah. Um, but January saw f- uh, 4,355 home sales um, through the Toronto MLS in Jan- this year. That's up 6%. What would you guess the price went up from January to January? We're literally going from January of 2015 compared to January of 2014. Let's say 5%. Okay, that was a great guess. It was 4.9%. Oh, what do I win? <laughs> a I new was, pen. I was over. A Mulholland Ross pen. Oh, yeah, Price is Right, you went over. Sorry. <laughs> um, but here's what's interesting. I don't know, for those of you that remember when I talked about the Home Pricing Index, and that's a system where the um, the Toronto Real Estate Board is comparing apples to apples. So they're literally looking at bungalows last year to bungalows this year and two stories last year to two stories this year. Makes sense. So instead of taking a full average of what just tr- you know traded hands this year compared to what traded hands last year, they look at the, the type of home and what happened. And on the um, composite benchmark, the Home Price Index benchmark was up 7.5%. Overall. Overall. When you, when you factor in all those different home types. Yeah. So the average went up, you know, what did I say? 4.9. Yeah, 4.9. But when we compare apples to apples, we're actually seeing a 7.5% increase. And that falls more in line with what I'm seeing out there on the street. Lots of activity. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's take a short break and uh, let people digest those numbers and we'll get further into it. Got a wonderful topic that we're going to bring up too. Oh, we do. You are the star. Somebody yes. wanted to make you the yes, star. Yes, darling. Being a little tiara. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio, brought to you by the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team on Listen Up Talk Radio. Hi, Gene Godfrey here from Classic FM, the album-friendly intimacy of progressive FM radio, reviving the atmosphere of the early days of FM, digging deeper into the albums and going pretty much wherever we want with the hour, completely unbound. I hope you'll join me for Classic FM, any volume, anytime on demand, and a new show every Wednesday in the live stream exclusively here at radio that doesn't suck.com. We'll see you then. Cheers. Cheers. 
Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. So of course we're surrounded by doom and gloom. People keep talking about the the rates might go up or they're going to stay low. Gas prices are all over. But you've just brought us some good news about, again, things continuing to prosper. Well, you know, the whole gas and oil thing is, you know, is something I'm not an economist, so I, yeah. I really have to be very careful about what I talk about. On the ground, to the average guy who gets up in the morning and makes his coffee and drives to work yeah. and, you know... There's no complaining out there, right? You know, our tanks used to cost us $60 to fill up. People are going, wow, it's 35 I've got an extra 25 We can go see Grandma more often now. And- sure, well, that's kind of what they're thinking. Or they're thinking, hey, honey, let's go buy a new home. Yeah. We can afford more house. Or let's get the new car. I just heard that um, luxury car sales are doing really well. And, you know... Awesome for all you luxury car salesmen people out there. I was kind of hoping we were leaning, we've had this conversation that we were leaning towards a cleaner environment, the electric yep. car, all these things. But what's happening with the cost of oil going down, um, they're actually seeing more cars and high-end So I can finally buy so. my Hummer. <laughs> because that's you need your Hummer. <laughs> I just need uh, that monster vehicle. I know, I know. So just going back to some numbers. So, well, first I want to tell you, and again, many people out there, if you're reading the papers or if you watch the Toronto Real Estate Board website, you can also access that, of course, through our own site at realestatetoronto.com. Um, the Toronto Real Estate Board is forecasting a pretty strong 2015. They are suggesting with these new lower rates, and we've all heard about that drop in prime rate. Yeah. Um, that um, the affordability will remain in check. Therefore, people will be able to afford their homes, will be able to afford more homes, larger homes, investment properties. Suddenly that that cash flow issue is easier to manage because yeah. those rates are And there down. are some people who worry because the rates are low, oh, we're not making much on our savings or our GICs or whatever. But I agree. <laughs> I, think it, I think it also is equal or more equal than, than your your mortgage payment because you you can renegotiate, you can pay less, Mm -hmm. you can buy more. Well, exactly. And I mean, look, I'm a real estate agent. So my number one thing to everyone out there is, hey, call me and we'll we'll get you moved and you can buy that bigger house or we can buy you that investment property. Forget GICs. Let's get you some real Get you some real estate. I want to be, you know, I'm I'm that conservative person. I grew up sort of in a conservative household. I want to always remind people that this is a cycle, and so rates are low. It's great. Awesome time to refinance. Awesome time to really look at, hey, this is a good time to make a move because the costs of moving actually are also lower than they were even just months ago. I will, you know, 
be that conservative mom that tells everyone, but just don't overextend yourself. Right. Because I really don't think this is going to be forever. And I think the Canadian government is trying to tell us that as well. You know, but it's a great time to clean house. Enjoy it while it lasts. Refinance. Do what you're going to do. And then but just watch those watch those extra expenses you're taking on Um, because you do have to pay the money back. Even though that rate's low, you still got to pay it back. (laughs) So quick question before we move on. (coughs) Sure. Do we lock in now? Or do we let it ride out a couple more months? Well, I'm going to advise everyone out there to go speak to their mortgage broker. And if they need a great mortgage broker to give me a call at 416-230-8500, um, I, uh, right now the variable's pretty hard to turn down. If you're looking at prime less 50 points. Prime less 50. You are looking at 2.3 to 2.4. So my advice, if you're going to a variable, is grab it and and just try to sock away that money. Just try to pay off as much as you can while that variable's sitting low. And then if there's any sort of rumblings, then you lock it in for... You could lock it in, or some people are just riding the variable. I mean, you know, if you look past the last 10 years, variable would have won every all the time. And what's it going to go up? Half a point to a point, maybe? We're not going to see a 2 or 3%. We talked about that on an earlier show. What if rates rise by 2%? Highly unlikely. It could happen. Could happen. Um, you know, I, I, one of my mortgage brokers uh, that I work with, Charm Darby, over at Scotiabank, um, always reminds me that when, uh, when they're qualifying people, though they're not qualifying them based on that you know, 2.4, you have to still qualify at the posted five-year rate. And that's, that is the bank's way of looking after you, saying you have to still afford to be able to afford that 5, 5% or that 4%. So they're, they're kind of building in a little bit of uh, wiggle room Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. For, for us, yeah. yeah. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Thanks, Scotiabank. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, interesting when we talk about sales and prices. So detached homes in the 416 area code went up 7% from this time last year. But sales of, the, of that detached home in the 416 area, the sales are down 2%. So January saw fewer sales in 416 than last year, in January of okay. 2014. I just find that's interesting. However, our townhouses are up 14.5% in price. Wow. You know, if I had told people a couple of years ago that their absolute best investment was going to be a townhouse or in a semi in the 905 or the 416 area code, they would have laughed. And today I still get investors who say, oh, no, not a semi. I just want detached. And it's like, well, semis are a fabulous opportunity. I mean, they're they're affordable going in. Therefore, you can rent it out and it usually carries. And what we're seeing is it's got the largest year-over-year increase and has now for two years. Because it sits smack in that affordability price point in that five to seven hundred range, where the majority of our buyers are buying homes. And I find that it's it's a good compromise between a, a detached home and a condo because there are people that just don't like the no yard. Yes, I agree. Or a garage. I like or land. Parking. Yeah. They like they like to be able to walk out and sit on a piece of grass or I have agree. a patio. Yeah. So it's a pretty sweet sweet spot to be. Yeah. No, it's pretty interesting. Um, condos. Condo sales in the 416 were up 6%. Prices were up 4.5%. Nice. That was nice. I can tell you that um, in a few buildings, when we've looked year over year, we're actually seeing 
flat or even in some cases declining. So if you live in a condo building and you want a sales report, it's this is really important. This is so important. If you live in a condo now and your intention is to buy a freehold, you know, maybe you bought a condo because that's what you could afford, yep. right? Um, and now you're planning a family or you just want to get into a freehold home. It is really tough to be in a condo and saving for that detached home because the ver- the differential is getting too big. The detached home or the semi-detached home, as we now see, yep. is going up at a far greater pace than the condo. You can't save in a condo as fast as those other properties are you going up. You don't have up. the buying power? You lose the buying power. So what do you so, do then? You just get out of it as fast as possible? As fast as possible. Give us a call and we'll yeah. find you a semi-townhouse we'll, we'll or move detached. You. <laughs> we'll move you. See you Sunday with the truck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> sign here, sign here, and yep. where would you like the kitchen stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So those are some fun numbers. Um, all looking good. All looking good. Um, we've just got to be careful because we're seeing some layoffs. We're seeing some company closings. This week, Redbox... Is Wrigley's. 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 In Toronto has shut its warehouse. Some of the 400 and something employees. Wow. Redbox is leaving. Those are the little automated kiosks, yeah. but they're yeah. pulling out. Uh, wow. And the Radio Shack in the U.S., which doesn't really affect here because it's the source. But there were there were hopes that Radio Shack was going to come back. I love the source. I know. Love the source gadgets. Yeah, I Love know. it. I know. Okay. So, yeah, you're right. There's lots of, uh, and Target leaving, of course. Yes. No. So these are these are things that the average guy can go through their day and think, you know, I'm doing well. They just don't know at what point it might affect them personally. Right. So I think everybody's um, I, I'd like to think of Canadians as as we're sort of the big brothers, big sisters. We're kind of conservative. We kind of are a little wild, but we're not going to go crazy. The rates are dropping, but we're still keeping ourselves in check. I really hope that to be true. In Toronto, um, because we've seen the swings and the bumps and the things before, I just want everyone to, um, you know, survive any swings and bumps and things. There, there was a report released this week that Canadians are overextended again, credit-wise, more so than many other countries. Right up there, right almost. We used to be at the bottom of that list, and we are nearing the top of that list. Nearing the top. Yeah. So there's hope. So, a couple of sales we just witnessed this weekend, well, before we go to the break, just in the last week, that will segue into what we want to talk about, and that is representation. So, um, in the last week, um, in the central North York area, we've, we're seeing records breaking all over the place. So, I'm talking about property selling for tens and twenties of thousands of dollars more than the identical property would have sold for in November, December. That short of a time frame. That short of a time frame. I mean, in fact, I was doing, uh, when we just sold our most recent property last night, the properties we were looking at at comparisons, we sold in November, October, November. So we were looking directly at those as comparisons, and we're seeing um, more. So Buyers so, are paying more today. So when you're listing a house, periodically, you, you would have looked back maybe six months to a year to get gather enough you know, statistical yeah. data, but now you're looking at two, three months. Well, you know, I st- you still, you know, my approach is look big first, go yeah. back far, and then narrow it down, go back six months, then go back three months, and then really try to peg what your comparables are. And, you know, in some areas where we're seeing a lot of development, it's pretty easy to say, hey, a 50-foot lot on this street, this distance from a subway, or this distance from a school, 
um, this size of a home in this neighborhood. You know, when we go into Richmond Hill, we can go into a subdivision and say, hey, a 3,500-square-foot home with two-car garage and a finished basement went for X. What's it going for today? So we can find similar homes of similar uh, details that we can then base everything else off of. And we are definitely seeing... You know, in some cases, I I think what I just saw this week was at least a 6% increase over what just happened three months ago. Wow. Amazing stuff. Yeah. We'll take a short break. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. Annoying. Frustrating. Of course, you're referring to me. Some days. Enlightening. Engaging. And now you're referring to yourself. Most days. (laughs) Just a few of the words employed to describe our show, The Mots. You'll come up with your own. Hi, we're The Mots, Paul and Carol. Inviting you to join us weekdays at 2 on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. And there's an encore performance with Mots Weekend. You can check us out at themots.ca. Here's another word for you. Oh, I wouldn't go there. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home. The Mulholland Ross team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. So, you okay? I'm okay now. Okay. Thank you. Just a I just break. needed a moment, yeah, <laughs> to gather myself. Um, I've I've got the winter cold. I'm proudly carrying the winter cold. It's it's good for radio. It's good. It's hey, good ah, yeah, my voice sounds good, doesn't yeah, it? It does. It's yeah. a little scratchy. Yeah. I'll break into song a little later. But um, <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about um, was this pattern we're seeing. Of, of home buyers who feel that their best chance to buy a home is to reach out directly to the listing broker and to just deal with the listing broker directly. And, you know, this is a very touchy situa- topic because, A, I do, I'm a listing broker. I list a lot of homes. And believe me, I love it when you call me and, and we represent you. Love it. What I think is what I often find happening, though, is the property that you're calling us on is often not the right property for you, Mm. right? You call on a property, you find out the details, you say, oh, this isn't my, this isn't what I'm interested in. And of course, what does the realtor on the other end of the phone say usually? Hey, we should get together. Let me find out what you're looking for and let me find you. Let me help you, Right. right? And, and a lot of buyers today and, you know, we all know them and we love them, we You know, this is not a judgment thing. We'll say, no, 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 no. I'm just, you know, I'm just calling listing agents. You know, I'm trying to beat out that other commission, right? I'll save money Mm. if I can deal with the listing agent. And maybe time. Maybe there's, because you don't have to deal with an extra person. Right. Okay. So, good. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's what I would approach it as. I'm thinking, I'm going to say time, money, but. Okay. So. there's a big but. Well, there's a big, I don't like the word but, but there's a big, there's a big elephant in the room. We're (laughs) just going to go right at it. There, here's my concern. So I had a situation this week where 
that happen? And I mean, this is a nice house and the family contact, well, we contacted the family to say, hey, you know, we want to share this house with you. It's our new listing. This is great. Now, here I am inviting this person to come look at our own listing, which would put them in that dual agency position. There's no question. Um, what, What I wanted to really do with this person was spend time with them so that I could quickly get them to the point where they knew what they had to pay, how they could buy this house, so they could walk in with a good solid offer and make it their own as quickly as possible. Because I knew they were interested in this house. Okay. And here's where my big aha came. And I've had this aha for a long time. I just felt it was worthy of a show. Um, that family, had they, had they just said to me, Aura, just help us find a home. And had we contacted each other a month ago, six months ago, two weeks ago, I don't care. If they had asked me to be their realtor, their their confidant, their their partner, their absolute partner in this purchase process, aside from not putting up fifty percent of the money, oh, just okay. clarify. Um, then I would have had so much great information that when this house came on the market, it would have been, "Hey guys." Everything we said here, here's my concerns, this might not work, but let's do this. Let's let's get a home inspector in there right away. Let's do all these things because I would have had previous information knowing that they wouldn't buy a house without a home inspection or they really had a certain price point or all these other little things that when you walk into a house and you don't know the agent and you say, I want to buy it, that agent, that listing agent, has no information about you other than, okay, let's make an offer. Yeah, I okay? see a checkbook. Okay, good. Yep, that's good. So so now you've got, now everybody's put in this stressful position because I'm the, let's just say you're the buyer. You meet me today at the open house, and I say to you, hey, Todd, I, I'm so excited you like this house. Listen, by the way, there's an offer coming in at 8 o'clock tonight. Would you like to buy it? And you really want to buy it. Right. So now it's four o'clock only. I don't have between four and eight to meet with you. I have other appointments. So I've got a couple other things I have to do. So I'll tell you what, I'll meet you in front of the house at 730. I'll have an offer typed and you can sign it and I'll go in and present it to my sellers. Now, can I tell you, we've done this for 26 years and we sell 30 percent of our own listings to our own buyers. But here was my aha. When we sell our own listings to our own buyers, those buyers are typically already have hired us. We just happen to have listed the home they want to buy. Right. I want to say that again. They have already hired us. So we already are in relationship with these buyers. We're showing them houses, other agents' homes, our own listings. It just so happens we've listed a home that they want to buy. Well, great. Dual agency, in my opinion, is fine when that happens. Here's my concern. You walk into my open house, Todd, I've never met you before. Only I've been talking to my settlers for four years. In fact, I sold them this house four years ago. I was at their baby's first birthday party, Mm -hmm. and I went to their other kids' confirmation. And now I'm selling their house, and you walk in, and you say, I want to do a deal with you, the listing agent, and what's the best deal we can get here? Because, you know, if I buy it through you... You get a little more commission, right? But you'll knock your commission down, won't you? Yeah. So maybe you won't get more. You'll just knock your commission down. Do me a favor. You'll do me a favor. But what's the lowest price? Because I'm buying it through you, the listing agent. I want the best deal. Now, my relationship for four years has been with my seller. 
and you walk in and want a deal. And what I'm noticing happening is those people who are walking in and doing buying directly off that listing agent without any previous information or previous relationship, do they understand where the loyalties are lying? I would say no. I would think just, I would think, oh, you're going to represent both of us equally. Well, and let me make a Maybe point. A misconception. It should be. By law, under dual agency, I would have to be responsible for both your fiduciary. I have fiduciary responsibilities, both of you. Mind you, I can't share any information back and forth from either of you. So can I really help you? Todd, what would you like to pay for this house? Yeah, so let me rephrase that. <laughs> you are going to absolutely equally 100% represent my interests in this uh, engagement with the seller. But if it comes down to it, you're not going to help me. Well, it's not if it comes down to it. By law, I can't actually disclose a price the seller's willing to take. I can't disclose to the seller the price you're willing to pay. I have to tell you, mm-hmm. here's my offer. Mm-hmm. Go present it. Yep. Come back and we'll discuss it. Yep. Now, if I have had no relationship with you in the past, I really wouldn't know your budget. I wouldn't know where you'd go, where you wouldn't go. Forget people saying, well, can you get me a great deal? In this hot market, it's sometimes just about helping people get the property. It's not always about getting the, the lowest price. It's just about getting the property. sure we get it. Under the terms that are, are suitable for everyone. So what I... The other, what, so by law, we represent everyone equally. So what are your chances of walking into an open house, seeing a house you love, finding an absolutely ethical realtor there um, who has no relationship to the seller, is willing to help you, I guess, and actually puts himself out of the entire equation first. So because really, if we find a realtor who's willing to do something special for you, you're dealing with someone who's a little unscrupulous. Um, I'm concerned about that because how quickly will they sway to do that to you? I mean, how do you trust someone who who yeah. you can't trust? You you need to trust someone. So I don't know. I, I apologize. My head cold call, causes me to speak a mile a minute and in a ton, hundred different directions. But I guess the biggest thing is, is that if you choose a realtor to hire you, that realtor can go in and beat up a seller for your price. That realtor can go in and push their offer through tonight at midnight and not wait till tomorrow because I'm representing you, the buyer. I don't owe the seller anything. Well, honesty and ethical yeah, stuff. Aside from But that. I can push, I can shove, I can really push my offer down. You bring me that, you, you come to me on my own listing and I can't be that way with my seller. My seller hired me to represent them. And I really believe that the buyers who hire a realtor first and then go find the property or negotiate the property they've already found will always win in the long term. And I'm looking back 26 years going, that is the way it is. I had a situation this week where someone said to me, Aura, I just don't trust the way real estate's done here in Canada. And I really scratched my head on that and it stuck with me all night. And then I realized... He shouldn't be distrusting the way real estate's done in Canada or Toronto. He should be questioning his approach to it. His approach is, I'll call the listing agent and see if I can get a deal. Right. And that, I think, was my big aha for the week was, no, I got to help people realize that real estate in Toronto is designed to protect all parties. But when you try to go around it, 
sometimes, sometimes the person who gets the worst uh, end of the stick, the yeah. worst end of this, is the person who tried to play around all the different rules. So, so, so let me say two interesting things to that. One, um, in one sense, you're pre-qualifying a buyer, not financially, but you're saying, what is it you want? Sure. What is it that is important to you? What's your time frame? So you know all those details. You don't have to try and pre-qualify them at 7.30 in front of the house with an 100%. offer. 100%, yes. Or be saying to them at 7.30, you need to pay more if you're going to win in this multiple offer. And they're saying, why? This is a great price. And now suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, the comparables. And he didn't see that one. And I, you know, I, I'd rather you come into my office, let me completely educate you. Now, when we sit down in those situations, whether you buy the house or choose to pay the big price or not, at least it's your choice based on your knowledge and what you know. And it isn't about some agent who's just rapid firing numbers at you. Right. And and really, I, I just I just I'm sad sometimes because I, you know, this week I was in a situation where I was just like that family should have bought this house. That was their house. And. We just didn't have enough time to get to know each other for me to understand how I could help them. And I, because um, of the situation, I was representing both parties. So my second thought is you pre-qualify them from a standpoint of what it is they're looking for. But the second thing that this does by working with a buyer agent is a that... A good one. A good one is that it removes a lot of the emotion and fear and stress from 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 doing it because you know everything's in place sure. financing what it is I want you may you call me and say I've got what you need I don't have to start panicking I know I've got everything done that's right I go see the house that's right it's not for me or yeah it's perfect yeah great yeah. we're going to take a short break you're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio Shout out to my little dude. Yeah, because you are an awesome dude, Pa. Yeah, I'm not a grandpa. Dude, no, Pa. No. Um, so, you know, just on this whole note, because I know it's such a sensitive subject and there's people out there thinking, oh, yeah, she's a real estate agent. She just, you know, wants people to call her. Um, you know, I take this role really seriously. I say the same thing to the members on our team. We are helping people buy or sell one of the largest investments most people ever have. We, we are responsible for what could become or what is their personal wealth, their ability to retire, their ability to do the things they choose to do in life. We're we're taking all their hard-earned money that they work so hard for, and now we have to make sure it's being bought or sold thoughtfully, respectfully, and, and carefully. So I take this role really important. Uh, import- I take this role very seriously. I, I think I take this role more serious and and I take the, the act of what we're doing more seriously than some of the people whose money we're responsible for. Which isn't a bad thing. Well, it isn't a bad thing. I'm looking out to the listeners today saying, stop, think about it. This is your money. This is your home. You know, our logo is it's your home. It's important. And when every time I type it or read it, I it just like... Even talking about it now, I get little prickles up my neck because it is such an important thing. As soon as you get older, too, you realize, oh, my gosh, my whole life's 
energies and work went into this and this might be the catalyst that allows me to retire or take the kids somewhere or live yeah. a good life, right? So why would someone go out and buy or sell one of their largest investments and assets and not think in terms of who is going to be my partner, who is going to represent me, who's going to be the person where, you know, I'm 25 and I'm buying my first condo who's still going to be here for me when I'm 45. And the same way I look at my lawyer and my family doctor, um, I, I just ask some of you listeners out there to really think about this. And if you're, if you think of your last real estate transaction and think, my agent did nothing and no way would I call them again. Okay, make that decision. They aren't the right ones. Go out and find yourself another one. Yeah. Find someone you can count on. Find someone who you can call anytime for a question, an update on your on the valuation of your home. And of course, we're the Mulholland Ross team and we love doing that for our clients. I have clients we sold into properties 25 years ago. Every year I give them their new update on the value of their home. They'll reach out to me anytime they have a question. I love it. They haven't done anything with us in 25 years. They're still my client for life, and I care about that. And it sounds like you care. I care. I'll tell you one thing. If I was a boxer, I would not share a trainer or a cut man with the other boxer. Because you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want someone to represent me and take care of me. Yeah. You know, not be worried that maybe they're going to do something a little differently for the There you go. There you go. That was a great analogy. analogy. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. Catch us next Sunday at 4 p.m. You can listen anytime on Stitcher Radio or iTunes. This is the realestatetoronto.com radio show. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Mulholland Ross Real Estate Radio on Radio That Doesn't Suck.com. Tune in every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time as the team brings you weekly tools, tips, and discussions with thought leaders for both buyers and sellers in the sometimes confusing world of residential real estate. Is there a topic you'd like to hear or want to get in touch with the team? You can email feedback at radio that doesn't suck.com or call the team at 416 230 5900.